The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. Are you ready for this? Welcome to your show. This is You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life and tacos and other things. Mmm, que rico. Tacos. She doesn't even go here. Okay. Awkward. You're listening to You're My Best Friend. Are you ready? With two of my best friends, Marcia. So I thought you were just like the coolest person in the world, and then I met you in real life. I'm <laughs> But I will never know because I don't know what keys are. That was a little weird. Is it Miles Kennedy? Just say it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so say it or don't say it. Say it. You're listening to You're My Best Friend with Moxian and Ruben Jai. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben Jay. And Moxian is in Yemen enjoying her time with the APU choir, and uh, so I'm rolling solo today. Unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be here. I wasn't supposed to be doing this right now. But unfortunately, we had a scheduling conflict with the person who was supposed to be hosting. Uh, You're my best friend presents the best of the best friends podcast. So unfortunately, we had to cancel episode one, uh, and hopefully, we'll be able to schedule a voiceover session for episode two next week but uh we're taking a little break from our normal format uh over the summer while moxie's in yemen and uh and i you know we all just kind of wanted to take a little a minute and just kind of re rethink and reevaluate what we're doing here on the podcast and make sure that everything makes sense for everybody involved i mean this is a big big project that we got going on so what we're doing today is we are presenting a an interview that we did a couple of weeks ago that actually we actually ended up cutting out a majority of the the content out of I mean we the podcast is going to be over two hours long uh, if we, we didn't cut stuff out so we interviewed uh, Trista Herrig who happened to be one of the researchers on the foodie call thing I don't even know what, what to call it but the, I guess it was a, a research project that they were doing and she was one of the researchers on that and you know we cut out quite a bit from from her segment and uh, we decided, you know, since we don't have a, a brand new Best of the Best Friends podcast to present to you guys today, that why not go back a couple weeks and present to you guys the full unedited, well, barely edited version of the Foodie Call conversation with uh, Trista Herrig. But before we jump into the interview that we did with with Trista, do me a favor, head over to Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review and some nice words. We'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. And if, and if you don't think we deserve a five-star rating, hit us up via email at officialbestfriendshow at gmail.com. Let us know why you think we don't deserve a five-star rating. Make sure to subscribe to us as well through Apple Podcasts. We're also on the Google Play Store, so if you go to google.thebestfriendshow.com, we'll take you directly to the Google Play Store. We're also on Stitcher, but I don't have a URL set up for that yet. But just as importantly as any place else, we are on 
Spotify. So head over to Spotify, spotify.com forward slash, sorry, uh, that's not true. Spotify.com, sorry, I did it again. Spotify.thebestfriendshow.com and it will take you directly to our page on Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Spotify. We are you know, going to continue to produce content every single week, even while Moxie's out of, out of state, out of the country. Uh, and hopefully they let her back in from Yemen. I, I know that, uh, I know that President Trump isn't a huge fan of Yemen. So hopefully, Hopefully, President Trump is a fan of Moxie, at least. Um, and I, I don't know if, if Trump's a fan of Yemen or not. I just kind of made that up. Uh, we appreciate the support that you guys have given us over the last 16 weeks or so now. And we are going uh, very, very quickly, are beginning to plan season two of this podcast. We're quickly assembling uh, our guest list and people that we want to bring onto the podcast. I will also like to make this brief announcement. This coming week, over the next couple of days... We are going to be introducing to you our new redesigned logo. Uh, yeah, we, we teased it a couple weeks back, but we finally finalized the logo that we're going to be using uh, permanently moving forward. The, the one that we have on the website and the one we've been using was always a temporary logo just to get us started. And uh, and I, I, we finally finalized the new design, so so uh, look forward to that. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll also or a couple of days, I should say. But you also get the official artwork for the podcast moving forward. Uh, so everything that we've been been using uh, as of now has been temporary. Uh, so make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Best Friend Podcast on Instagram. Let us know what you think about it when it comes up. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy uh, the new logo as well as some other stuff we got going on so i'm looking forward to all of that and more let's go ahead let's jump into i'm supposed to talk for for nine minutes and i'm out of things to talk about uh, but you know what before i do that i do want to plug moxie's new blog moxie wrote a blog before she she went away so she wrote uh the four most binge worthy shows that i believe she's gonna be watching while she's you know on her way to the philippines and uh head over to the bestfriendshow.com and use keyword blog uh, it's actually one of the, the top po- posts as of right now, and uh, I really liked, I really enjoyed her, her blog, and I, I think you will too. Um, I think that's all I have. I, I don't have much more to, to say, so uh, we're gonna play a quick commercial, and then we're gonna jump right into uh, our our conversation with Trista Herrig, um, who uh, she was the uh, one of the researchers on the Foodie Call research team thingy. So enjoy. No, 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 you do it. All right. All right, Moxie, we, we, we talked about this briefly uh, for about two seconds in our introduction to the entire show that we are talking to somebody who did some, um, she, she uncovered some stuff about women and dating, and I am super interested to hear Is more. Is she like an archaeologist? She, no, 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 well, maybe, I don't know, I don't know how to describe this. I, I feel like we, we called her a whistleblower earlier, I think that was the right <laughs> thing to call her, uh, because she's kind of whistleblowing this whole, this this sham that, that you women have ran for such a long time, Moxie. Uh, I'm not running anything. Well, I'm going to get in trouble if I say the things that are on my mind, so I'm going to stop talking. 
I'm gonna stop talking. Uh, and I want I want you to introduce her because mainly because I can't pronounce her last name. But if you can, let's just go with first name. Just go first name. <laughs> well, her research was recently picked up by the New York Post in a article titled uh, "Basically, Women Are Going on Dates for Free Food." Um, uh, please welcome Trista. Trista, how do you pronounce your last name? Herrig. Herrig. I got it right. I was just, I was just so, I was in my head. Uh, welcome to You're My you Best know. Friend. Hi, welcome. How, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's, it's, you know, winding down for the day here. Oh, good. 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 Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, for our listeners, Trista and I, we actually just graduated together from Azusa Pacific University. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. And when yeah, I saw, thank you. I saw your, uh, article in the New York post. And then I also saw that your research made it onto good morning America. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So let's, let's just jump into this. Um, women are, are using men for food. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, what else is new? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Um, yeah, so what you're talking about, the title of our study, I know different sites have called it different things, but we entitled it Foodie Calls When Women Date Men for a Free Meal Rather Than a Relationship. So the the idea is that there's a, a third of women who were surveyed in this in this uh, survey, I guess is the proper way to say it, that admitted to going on dates with men uh, essentially for a free meal. Um, now, my my, I'm interested to know how many of these women just openly admitted it. Was there any prodding or anything in particular that got you to that conclusion, or were they just like, yeah, I have no shame. I I just date men for free food. Yeah. So what we did in this study, it was actually separated into two studies. And what we wanted to do is see, like, okay, we've heard about this in social media, but no one's done any research on it. Like, what is a foodie call? Who are the women that are doing this? Is it just, like, everyone? Is it no one? What's going on here? And so our first study, we looked at both gender role theory, which is this idea that men and women are socialized to adhere to very specific gender roles, and they expect other people to adhere to those same roles, And then we looked at dark triad traits, which we can get into a little more later if you want to. But when we were asking them those questions, we also uh, threw in a few of our own in there. And that was basically asking, have you ever foodie called before? If so, how frequently from not at all to very frequently? And then we asked them, you know, how many times if you've done this, have you done it? And then how acceptable do you find this? And in our first study, it was 23% of women who had done this. And then in our second study, when we used the full length scales of dark triad and also threw back in our same questions from the first one on the foodie call and how frequently people had done it, um, it was about 33% of women who had done it. And I think those who had done it did it an average of about six times. Oh my God. Wow. How's that make you feel, Ruben? Used. Wow. Can you can you briefly tell us uh, what the dark triad is? Yeah, so the dark triad um, was, I don't know if you would say invented, by, but it was by Jonathan and I believe Weber or Webster, something along those lines. I'd have to look at my citations. But it's these three traits of Machiavellianism, psychopathy, and narcissism. <laughs> and something that emphasizes this isn't, clinical levels of it it's not like oh my you need to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist 
about this. It's more of subclinical levels of that. And the Machiavellianism is exploitation of another for one's own benefit. And psychopathy is a lack of remorse and empathy. And narcissism is this inflated and overly positive self-view. So we found a lot of overlap between the three of them, but they still show up distinctively. And there's different research to support each of these and why they would be related or predict a foodie call. Now, let me ask more about this foodie call thing, because that's that's really what I'm I'm. I'm narcissistic about foodie calls. Uh, I don't think I'm using those terms correctly, but whatever. I don't think you are. It's it's okay. Uh, I didn't go to college, so I have an excuse. Um, I'm the smart one of the two of us. <laughs> I'm very. I am right now. I am very underqualified. I have two people with a with a degree in in, in smart stuff right now. And smart uh, and smart stuff. stuff. That's my nice. official statement smart there. Um, so let me ask you this: Was there any sort of like? detail into what type of meal or like was it like a fancy restaurant that they go to or like you know McDonald's. like like for me for me i'm very much like my first date now from now on is going to be um taking a girl to costco for free free samples like that's just that's just that's gonna be my first date because if you want a free meal i also want a free meal too and costco's a free meal that's actually not a bad day you know and if she, a, if she calls like back fun. i was and if she calls back i was actually for, just talking about that with my parents on sunday about going on a date with someone in Costco? No, about just going to Costco for oh. food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually just go to Costco or Sam Clubs just to try the, the samples. But was there any oh, sort yeah. of was there any data collected as to like you know I'm more likely to do a foodie call if they're going to take me to a nice restaurant or like go over like sushi or something? Because I can understand a girl doing this for like like sushi, but I won't understand a girl doing this for like you know McDonald's or Burger King or, or something you know super super cash you know. Yeah. Um, so when we kind of plunged into this study and we were toying around with it at first, we wondered what direction we should take it um, and whether or not it would be related to a person's SES, which is their uh, socioeconomic status or where they kind of fall in the class system in the U.S. Uh, we didn't dive too deeply into it, but I believe we did ask a few questions. And when we crunched our numbers, SES didn't matter. It was across the spectrum. So it wasn't it's just people just looking for like, yeah, it wasn't just like, you know, women trying to mooch off the upper class or anything like that. It was just across the board. People were doing this. So you're saying there's a chance that I can be foodie called. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ruben, I, I hate to break it to you, but you already have been because every time I'm sad, I'm okay, like, that's Hey, not, that's not a, that's, that's different. That's a different thing. <laughs> I bring you chicken nuggets out of like out of like you know necessity. necessity. No necessity. It's a it's a it's a bare necessity that you have chicken nuggets when you're sad. Um, so so there's no social economic status re- it requires correlation. So, so correlation. So women, ladies of you're my best friend. I am single. I will oh I will take gosh. you out to dinner every night of the week. Official best friend show at gmail.com. Hit me up. <laughs> Go to at the Ruben J for uh, for an official headshot. Now, was there anything anything that stood out to you that was different about? Sorry, I'm totally hijacking this interview, Moxie. It's, it's fine. I'm so into this. Because I'm used to it. Part of me is offended by this, but the other part of me is like, oh, this is so interesting. Like, like, isn't it? Like, like, I would definitely buy a pretty woman to dinner just to hang out with her for a little while, even if that's all she wanted was a free meal. But at least you know, for me, kind of like be be up. Do be, you really think that's a good idea? It's not a bad idea because who knows? Maybe she does fall in love with me. What, Trista, what do you think the chances are that that happens? Okay, not with me in particular, just in general, because I don't want you to hurt my feelings here. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were really being booty called, 
Uh, what we really emphasized on was this was a strategic misrepresentation of a woman's intent. So, like, you could totally end up going on a date with someone who is just kind of like, eh, I guess I'll go and, like, check it out and see. And that would be booty calling because the woman is open to a possibility. She's not coming in like, gotcha. oh, yeah, I'm totally going to use this guy for the free meal. Gotcha. Okay, so were there any any men that, that do the foodie call, or, or is that just, like, completely off the map? Um, so right now it's completely off the map. If we would have done a follow-up study before I graduated, that's what we wanted to do. <laughs> but the thing is, no one else has done scientific research on this, and there's only so much you can do in one study. So that's something we listed in our limitations, is that we focused on heterosexual women because we used... Uh, traditional gender role beliefs to help explain this and set it up in the beginning but there totally could be men doing this to women in same-sex relationships people could be doing it to one another we just don't know because there's been no research done on it And how did you find the subjects for these studies? Uh, so we use something called Amazon's Mechanical Turk. It's an online crowdsourcing platform. It's a way that people can like order things around in Amazon for them. At least that's how it started. And they get paid a few cents here or there for doing it. And the social sciences realized that this could be really helpful to use. And it would save a lot of time and money. So we don't have to send like hundreds of undergrads and grad students out with clipboards now we can send a study out onto this platform and in a day have hundreds of people who have responded so um can i I ask like i don't know if you're allowed to tell me this but how how much did this study cost um i I don't know exactly i'd have to confirm with dr collison but i don't was this was it like thousands of dollars like uh, like, oh, no, 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 like no. 100 bucks no i think we paid every person who did it got like 20 25 cents i want to say for okay. giving okay. their time because i'm cons- was, i, I kind of want to consider doing a follow-up study on this yeah totally like and I, I would i would love to as well i think in my grad studies i'll probably follow up on it because this has been such a big thing and people want to know now yeah. Um, and on that note, can you tell us a little bit about the other study that you're working on, the Don't Hate the Player, Hate the Game? Yeah. So actually, I started Don't Hate the Player, Hate the Game with Dr. Collison and a team of undergrad researchers my sophomore year. So well before this one, the journal we've been working with has just been a little slower. It's set to be published. We just have to send in our final edit. But the the cool thing about this is we looked at realistic conflict theory, which is this idea that you've got two parties fighting over the same resource. And what we looked at that resource as being in this was potential dates or partners. And we set this study up so that people who would go into it thought that they were on an online dating website. So they would go in and list what the characteristics of their ideal mate would be. And then we set them through one of three conditions, either the abundance the control or the scarcity condition, which made them think that they would either have a ton of potential mates or however many they originally thought they just typed it in or a scarce number of potential mates. And we actually ended up using the formula for calculating 
the possibility or probability of life on a different planet, but we applied it to potential mates here <laughs> <laughs> and just like tweaked it for each condition. Uh, then we had the people answer questions and, and I, I'm saying this with air quotes in my fingers, ranking rival singles. And we found that those who were, who gave themselves higher, like mate value scores, thought there were more mates. And those who are higher in social dominance orientation, which is this idea that there are like the haves and the have nots in the very like pyramid type scheme in the world. Um, people thought they should stay in their place and they rated people more prejudicial and the people in that scarcity condition rated these rival singles more prejudicially than those in the control or the abundance group. So if you're thinking there are less fish in the sea out there for you, you're, you're going to hate people a little more. You're going to show a little bit more prejudice towards them. Interesting. But are there less fish in the world? In the, in the sea? In the deep blue world? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but I think something these studies have been showing me is that it has a lot to do with the person's perception of how many fish there are in the sea. Interesting. I think there's seven. Seven? There's seven, <laughs> there's seven fishes. Exactly seven. Exactly seven. That's exactly interesting. Seven. I've, I've been talking with a friend of mine who basically says... kind of along the same lines. And I said this to him last night. I said, I think you're seeing what you want to see. If you believe that people are going to be terrible, that people are going to let you down, they're probably going to let you down. And it's probably the same thing in this case. If you think there's not a lot of people out there, you're going to find that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) See, but I'm very much focused on like one or two people. (laughs) (laughs) And even that might... If you think that's like great odds for you in your immediate circumstances and you're going to have a more positive attitude that someone's like, I'm screwed. There's only two people. No, I'm very much like there's one or two people I'm very like focused on. I like that you're making direct eye contact with me. I, I know and I'm trying not to, <laughs> but there's no one else to look at in this room. And it, and Moxie's not one of them, unfortunately for her. Um, but it's for just me. like for you. Yeah, for you. Um, but, you know, like I, I have like I, I have my, my vision set on somebody. I keep looking at you and it's driving me Stop crazy. Stop looking at me. Uh, I'm, I'm done looking at you, okay? I'm going to turn my back to you. Um, but I just, I'm like, I, I, and I think they're both the one and then I strike out with both of them and then I'm then I'm single nice. for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end this here. That's um, okay. That's, <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking about my love life on the show. Uh, but uh, feel free to foodie call me. Who, Anytime. Are, are you? You're <laughs> now you looking directly at me. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm looking. I, I, there's no, uh, Trista's not here in the room. She's, I can't look at her and talk to her about this. You know, she's not on camera. She's just, she's just on, the, she's just a voice in my oh head my at this gosh. point. Trista, uh, do you think that there were any women in the study who lied about whether they foodie called men? <laughs> like I used to You know, that's. That's always a possibility, and something we listed in our limitations was that this was a self-report way of collecting data, and with that, you always run the risk of someone lying and not telling the whole truth, Um, and a way to fix that would be observational data, Mm -hmm. but um, we didn't have the means to do that in this particular study, so like, I can't say whether or not there were women who lied. There was one woman who said she had foodie called like 200 and some odd times and no one else had done it over like 20 so oh. things like that are a bit questionable. Do you, do you, you keep that you, in the study or do you just take that as an outlier and just... You I, know, I, I believe we left it 
in there, but we also disclosed it and pointed out, like, hey, this is in the data, but it was a little wonky, so this is what the numbers would be without it. This is what gotcha, they do okay. with it. Because I know, I know some studies will, like, if there's something that's some completely off off the trend, they'll just, like, eliminate that that particular data mm-hmm. point. Um, this, this is so interesting. I'm so – Moxie, I'm so interested in, in this foodie call thing. Um, because just, you want to be foodie called or because you're actually interested? No, well, no, no, because I'm interested in the idea of it because it's like men, men don't do this. I mean, men do worse things, I think, than, than just, you Yeah, know, men do way worse yeah, things. Yeah, I think, I think men do worse <laughs> things than just, than just use On the for scale, I think calling like, somebody like, for a free meal is well, not yeah, that bad. Yeah, like there's, there's, there's like, there's foodie call and then there's booty call, you know, and, and they're both bad, just one's worse than the other. Uh, although women participate in both. Men apparently don't participate in both. Hey, Trista, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with us on this. Um, I do, do stay in touch with us and let us know if you end up doing a follow-up, you know, follow-up research on this or um, you know, if you learn anything else with the data, because this is so, this is, this is just mind blowing for me. This is, this is a whole new world. I think she hung up on us. No, she's, no, she's still oh, there. No, no she's here. still I'm there. Just, I'm taking it all in. She's like, she's like, I've never just, I've never listened to people discuss this. So it's okay. Trista Rubin's a bit overwhelming. That's true. This is why the women never call me back off my date. That's why you get it's foodie not, called. It's not that they intend to foodie call me. It's just I'm so overwhelming that they're just like, I can't handle that. I can't do this anymore, man. <laughs> I can't do this for the rest of my life. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Hey, uh, Trista, thank you so, again. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, and congratulations. Um, that's huge. I hope that this continues to get picked up by more and more news outlets. This is fascinating. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime, and, and you know, we're going to keep an eye on on your social media as well. If you get involved in any other research, or yeah, definitely. You know, um, let me ask you this, Trista: Have you ever foodie called somebody? I have not. Okay, okay. I haven't. The the, you, I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Trista, I'm going to hang up on you now. Uh, but 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 thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Moxie, I'm just so like, this just blows my mind. I'm how you. This is something that we've all been like in the female community. We've all been aware of this. This has been joked about, you know. But like, I didn't think this was a serious thing. No, it's it's a real thing, and I love that this is what people are doing studies on now. And hearing her talk about um, just more studies in this area, um, I love that there's more and more research being done. Part of me is like, don't you have better things to research? But <laughs> well, what would be better? Like cancer. <laughs> I don't think that's a psychology <laughs> research study. I think that's something else. But I mean, you know what I mean. I, I, it just this is, just, this is just so interesting. If you've ever foodie called somebody, I want to hear from you. Please hit us up. Uh, official best friend show.
Well, that was a fun interview. I really enjoyed talking to Trista and, and talking to Moxie about the foodie call epidemic that's happening in this world, in this country. And women, you should be ashamed of yourself for not teaching us men how to do the foodie call properly. Um, we're just going to cut this intro out or this outro out pretty quickly. Hit us up on Twitter at YMBF Show, uh, on Twitter at Best Friend Show, on Instagram, the Best Friend, uh, sorry, Best Friend Podcast on Instagram, and at the Best Friend Show on Facebook. Uh, and of course, follow us on face uh, on our website, thebestfriendshow.com. Uh, my name is Ruben J, and I am out of time. The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details.